Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. This is the Off the Glass podcast. And in episode four, I sat down with my father-in-law, you know, just to chop it up, talk a little basketball, kind of get another perspective, get an old school perspective. So stay tuned. Check it out. This is the Off The Glass Podcast, and as I stated in the intro, today I'm joined by my father-in-law, known better as Triple OG. We're going to sit down, we're going to chop it up about the season, so how's everything going? How's everything? Everything's fine right now. I'm glad to be here, and I'm ready to get it on. I can't wait to uh, uh, for the season to get started. Man, and you know, I, I haven't remembered this much like anticipation, this much excitement for a season and like this in a long time. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. I haven't seen anything like this in probably since the 80s. Okay. So you're talking about going back to like Bird, Magic. Absolutely. Those guys. Absolutely. Do you think this season can kind of be on par with some of those seasons from back then? Oh, yes, uh, by far. Because right now to me, uh, uh, as we uh, uh, approach the NBA season, um, you have to have a strong team in order to be able to compete now, you have to have at least two to three Hall of Famers on one team in order to compete with the top teams today. I would argue, though, hasn't that always been the case? If you look at history, I mean, really the only outliners is that Isaiah Thomas team. Um, at the time, nobody thought Robin would be a Hall of Famer when they was winning championships. So it kind of shook out that you had him and Isaiah um, on that team, and then you had the Detroit Pistons with Chauncey Billups and Rip Hamilton and Rasheed and those guys. But other than that, wouldn't you – I mean, you probably need at least two, if not three, you know, Hall of Famers to win championships. Wouldn't you wouldn't – don't you think so? I, you know what? I agree with that in part. Right now, um, the NBA, if you look at the Western Conference, I've never seen anything uh, like this ever, ever where you have from from one to eight, I mean they are stacked. They are very stacked. And you can what you the Western Conference is so stacked. You could take maybe half of the Western Conference and you could put it in the Eastern Conference and it'll change the whole complex of that conference. It'll it'll change it. I agree. I agree. I mean even even when um magic and those guys were playing. The West wasn't stacked in, though. It was kind of flip-flop a little bit. But I, I think in this era, because this has been the, the whole time, um, the, the whole era of the expansion, so we've had 30 teams now. You know, back then they didn't have as many teams. But even, um, even with the many teams that we have now, the, the talent, I think, 
the league is in a good place overall, wouldn't you say so? Even though it's a little probably lopsided, lopsided but at least the, the, the talent is, is there. It's on par, absolutely. I agree with you 300%. Okay, so with that being said, you know, it seemed like, as you said, the West got stronger. The headline was what OKC did. So what, what yeah. did you think about the moves that they made bringing in uh, Paul George first and then bringing in Carmelo Anthony? How how you think that makes them as a team? I think it, it makes them super – I think it takes them from an AFC, just having Westbrook there, to now a contender. Um, so when you say a contender, somebody that can legitimately possibly knock off Golden State? Possibly knock off – they could possibly knock off Golden State. Okay, so for them to knock off Golden State, and we'll get to Golden State in a minute because, I mean, that's just the obvious conversation, but what needs to break right for them, in your opinion? Because in, in, the, in the preview podcast I did, I felt like that Melo kind of needed to be that guy to kind of fill in the blanks, and I think, in my opinion, I thought George needed to kind of be that second scorn for them going forward. What, what do you think? I think I, – you know, I think to me this season go uh, when I look at Westbrook, this is Westbrook's team uh, in the sense that he is the he's the focus, mm-hmm. and I think that Westbrook to me they they win or lose with Westbrook. To me, Westbrook has to put his stamp on his team to make the other guys feel like they are part of something. He has to be he. I think he has to take a back seat a little bit in the way in order for them to move forward. I think you have to let George, he's the scorer. You have to let him do his thing. Melo, he's brought there for just that very reason. You know, and 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 Westbrook, uh, you know, he's going to get here as regards. He's that kind of guy. I agree. I, and um, I don't know if that necessarily, though, gets them past Golden State or even Houston. I think, though, it makes it interesting because – they still have Robinson over there, so you have your defensive specialist, you have Adams, but the question is going to be that bench. I, I don't know. I don't know if you can get enough off that bench. I mean, they have Raymond Felton at the backup PG, solid player, but um, they have uh, Patterson, Patrick Patterson, but he's not healthy right now. He's going to be coming back. And then I believe they still have the young fellow over there. I always get which Grant confused, but one of Harvey Grant's sons, the athletic one. But really, other than that, not really, not really too much going on there. And then the big question is, can all three of these guys exist together? What do you think? And I agree with you. And to me, again, that goes back to Westbrook. Uh, to me, for them to have a, a great season, uh, I think first and foremost that they have to be healthy. Um, I think that, uh, to me, for them to be effective, uh, to beat a Golden State, you have to be able to play both sides of the ball. And, I, and you know what? Not to cut you off, but I think that's what gets lost in Golden State's greatness is how well they play defense. Everybody talks about the offense, the scoring, the three-point shooting, but their defense is – so you, you kind of agree with that too. What, what do you think about it? Yeah. Absolutely. Golden State is one of the few teams I've seen in history that can flat out score and then get in your face on the opposite side of the ball. You Very rarely do you find a team like that. And to me, you have to go back to a Bulls team. You know, uh, yeah, I think that a, a great Laker, uh, Kobe uh, Shaq, was a good team. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to need those kind of teams when you're talking about dealing with Golden State. You're going to have to be a two-side team, meaning so, offense and defense. The question is, can Oklahoma City get enough stops down the stretch to be able to beat them? And that remain, obviously remains to be seen. That remains to be seen. That's the X factor in this season. Okay. You know, to seeing how, uh, uh, how productive OKC can be. We know they can score. Right. But we want to know is can they get some key stops? Right. You know, when you play against teams that are that are high powered offense, but the players are both they're great uh, offensively, we, we need something else uh to take it to that next level. And to me it's defense. It's defense and then as you stated, it's gotta be Westbrook's head. Respect the talent, love the heart, but the head sometimes is I agree with you 300%. Absolutely. Okay, so then the, the actually the first domino that kind of fell was the, the Chris Paul trade. Yes. So what was your initial reaction? Not what everybody else has said, but when, when it first take – you, take, you, take me back to when it first happened. What did you think about him going to Houston? Well, the first thing I thought about was, you know, I know how um, – James Harden? James Harden likes to hold the ball. Mm-hmm. He plays with the ball. And so the, when I first initially heard that, I'm like, well, how are they going to share the ball? But then I started thinking, like, you know what? This is going to be great because he takes a lot of pressure off of Harden, and it, he doesn't wear down as easy in the I later agree. part of the game. I agree. So yeah. to have that asset, because that is a tremendous asset. We're talking about one of the all-time greats and Chris Paul being a part of this system. I think it works out. I agree, and initially, because I think sometimes we we look at the obvious. It's obvious that these are two guys that need the ball in their hands, and then I think the first thing we do, and why I wanted to start this podcast and, you know, talk with perspective, because you got to think. Can't always just go off the initial, because a lot of people are just like, well, they both ball down, I mean, how is this going to work? But right. once I got past that, I thought, well, one of them has to rest. So now you have two potential Hall of Fame point guards on the court at all times because one of them's going to be out, one of them's going to be on the court. And then I think what gets lost in this, let's stop acting like these guys are not smart, especially when we're talking about the greats. Right. So you mean to tell me that they can't figure out how to get it get it on the same page late in games and who's going to have the ball and all that kind of stuff? So I thought the, the move, again, um, was brilliant. I agree. I think that Chris Paul is one of the – um, if I have to think back on, I'm looking about the last 15 years, uh, to me, I think Chris Paul is maybe the one of the, he has to be the top two point guard within the last decade and a half. If we go on back 15 years. You go back 15 years. I think, I'm trying to think, do, do we get prime Jason Kidd at that point? Because Jason Kidd played for so long. We forget how he was in those New Jersey years. Oh, yeah. And how he was even just, prior to his career, but he took the New Jersey teams to back-to-back yeah. finals, and those teams weren't really great teams like that because I remember when he first came to New Jersey, nobody thought they was going to even barely make the playoffs, and I think they made the finals that year. I agree. So I agree with, with, with Chris Paul. I think even though he's obviously the better years are behind him, but I think he's still kind of right in that little, that prime, that prime range. Do you think their team, the way constructed, is serious contenders for Golden State? Because now you have him, Harden. Remember, they added P.J. Tucker. They have um, Ryan Anderson who can still stretch the floor. No defense there, but he can stretch the floor at the four. 
You bring back Eric Gordon. You had the, the big fella Capella. They re-signed Nene. You still have Ariza there. So what what do you what do you think? How do they fare against Golden State, potentially? Um, if I was a bad man, I'd say Golden State in five. <laughs> Golden State is a tremendous team. And again. In five? In five. I can't see Houston to me. They they match up too much of the same like like Golden Even State. Even if they get hot hitting the shooting the threes. No, you're not gonna beat Golden State at what they do best. Okay. You know, now if we if we talked about there's a difference between uh Houston and there's a difference between OKC. OKC brings uh some tremendous scorn. You know, you can't get like a days against OKC if they're working on all if 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 uh if they're working on all cylinders, it's gonna be hard. Again, I have to agree with you. The only thing to me to offset them is that we don't know about their bench. You know, uh, to me, the only way to beat Golden State or even give them a problem would be you have to have something they don't have. And to me, the only team that presents that task other than OKC is San Antonio with their bigs. Now, that's interesting because that, we could transition to that. That's interesting that you say that because me and you talk about a lot about the difference in the way the game is played now and has some great conversations, some great debates. I, I disagree with that because I feel like this summer the Spurs did a bunch of unspurs things. I don't I don't know what they were doing. I don't know maybe the market didn't play out like they thought, but you re, didn't re-sign Simmons, which I thought was kind of huge because even with him and Leonard on the court, they can kind of do some things on the wing, kind of switch some stuff. You didn't necessarily need him to score like that. You bring in Rudy Gay. He's coming off the Achilles. Never been a huge Rudy Gay fan. I always thought he was one of those look great in the warm-ups, the layup guy, guy six seven, six eight. Um, we don't know what we're going to get out of Aldridge. And then you pay Gasol all that money. Tony Parker's the same age as me. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think... You could still pencil them in for their 50 wins. I mean, we know the system. We know Pop. But now they're talking about Leonard's not even playing opening night. So who knows how bad this injury is. So with that being said, I don't think they have the horses to even try to play that inside game. Um, what do you think? I, I just don't, I don't see it. Um, like you said, the things they did over the summer to me was un, uh, untraditional. Um, I agree with you that the, the not re-signing Simmons, I don't, I don't know what they were thinking about. And he it's not like he signed for much more money in Orlando, so I don't know what that was about. I, I, I still don't understand that. Then you pick up Rudy Gay. Uh, you know, he, to me, he, he, takes his foot, he takes his feet off the throttle. He doesn't, he's, you know, he comes in, he, he's lackadaisical. He doesn't play Simmons, <clears throat> keeps his foot on the pedal, and he plays both sides of the ball. A, a, he plays like San Antonio's system is. Mm -hmm. You know, Rudy Gay does not fit that system according to how they run it. Right. You know, so it's to me, it's, you know, the things that they did in the pickup was unorthodox in them. Yeah, uh, it's, surprise. It's, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get what they were doing. But again, I'm not, I'm going to bet against Pop. But in my humble opinion, I think it comes down to uh, basically OKC and Houston in the West. Um, I, I I don't know about San Antonio like that. Um, Utah loses Gordon Haywood. Obviously, the Clippers, their turnover, Chris Paul. You just don't lose 
Chris Paul, and now we're going to say we're a better team. Like, I, I just don't I, I don't see it. Um, and then, again, what, what Golden State did, and we could talk about that now, what they did in the offseason was just – it should be unfair. It was disgusting yeah. what they did, how they were able to improve their team and then even keep their core together. Um, what did you think about how they was able to kind of solidify their bench and their core? Unbelievable. Everything they did, their whole concept was progress to make their teams keep this dynasty going, keep this wheel rolling in one direction, championship. Um, even if we start from the uh, from the draft, everything about it was good, picking up the young guy. Yeah, the guy I mentioned that out of Oregon, and the, the, just fleece the Bulls for that. But, I mean, just 303 million, it was like, oh, okay, cool. We'll, we'll, y'all can take that three million, we'll, we'll take him back g- kindly, gladly. And I watched Oregon play a lot last year. Defense, motor. He could have played. I thought he could have played in the finals. I thought he could have got some minutes because that was what Golden State was kind of missing once they got Pat got to their bench. And it was just that Kevin Durant was just that great and was able to get over the hump. But I think that was their definitely their weakness. And then you bring in I've always been high on him, but he just can't stay healthy. So hopefully he can stay healthy. Um it's Caspi. Yeah. Long, another long guy, another guy that can shoot, can handle. And one thing about them that gets lost in translation, in my opinion, I want to see what you think about this was Golden State. Not so much the shooting, because everybody wants to try to run their system. You, ne- you can't replicate two of the greatest all-time shooters. Like, it's just it's not going to happen. And then you throw KD in there, it's like, it's like cheating. But the fact that everybody on that court can make plays at all times. What, what, do you, what do you think about that? I agree with you 300%. You know, picking up KD was, uh, it was unfair. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, now you got to, I mean, you have to guard everybody. You have to guard everybody. And to be left on the island with KD is, is unfair. You know, and after watching that championship series with Cleveland, I'm telling you, man, it's, I can't see nobody beating this team as long as, again, as long as they're healthy, if, if, let's say if everybody in the league is healthy, you're not going to beat Golden State if they have their five is healthy. You're not going to beat them. Yeah, and that's what I always try to remind people. And I said this, I forget which podcast it was, but this is not the NCAA tournament. Right. You so, have to ask yourself, can they legitimately beat them four times? I, I just, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. But their ability, I think, that gets lost that they have basketball players, people that can make plays. And I I think that's, to me, one of the keys to their success. I agree with you. Like we were just talking about the young fella from Oregon. Um, I feel after watching him through the NCAA tournament, to me, based on what I saw, he's just as good as both of their bigs right now. I agree. You 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 could take their bigs out and stick him in there, and they do better. Yeah, and because the better. only thing he's missing is, is, is going to be the experience, the 82-season grind, the travel, That's all that kind of stuff. But once I think future going, because they re-signed a lot of these guys on the cheap. They did. They did take um, discounts. Even Kevin Durant technically took a discount. He could have got more money. But it shows you when you're talking about winning culture, and I think they all really enjoy playing together, playing together and being over there. So I think, again, I don't think as everybody tried to jump in this arms race to try to compete with Golden State, I still think that a prohibitive flavor definitely coming out the West. But switching gears over to the East Coast, yes. 
we did have some movement. You had Gordon Haywood go from west to east. He joined Boston. Um, we'll, we'll go piece by piece, but what did you think when he joined Boston initially before the Kyrie Irving trade? How did you think that made, made Boston when they added a piece like him? I thought it made Boston, uh, I thought it made it very interesting. I, think, I thought it made it, uh, made them a lot better, stronger. Uh, they got a, a go-to guy that can score. Um, he's definitely that. Uh, um, uh, Boston, uh, their five is they're great. And what I like about Boston is almost similar to Golden State. They play both sides of the ball pretty well. They're well coached. They have a great system. Um, Boston has a good team, you know, and I just think that uh, they just they come along at the wrong time. <laughs> I mean, we've seen this before um, because it felt like even you mentioned the '80s. Felt like those Philadelphia teams kind of came along at the at the wrong time, along at the wrong time with with Doc and Moses. And I know Moses is one of your favorite players. Oh yeah. But those was that kind of example. Same thing with when you went against MJ and. In the Bulls in those 90 years, how many guys were denied titles or even making it to to those those different levels uh, in the conference championships, even like competing for the conference finals or anything. Then they go out and they switch Isaiah Thomas for Kyrie Irving. Now, all things equal, they're both healthy. What is your take on, on that trade with those two? When before you found, because I didn't know the hip was that bad. Like we knew he had the hip injury, right. but before the hip injury, what did you think about about that trade? Be honest with you, I didn't really understand the trade. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't get it. Uh, what I try to do was break down both players, and what I come up with is, 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 is they have a lot of similarities, and that only to me, the only difference between Kyrie and and Isaiah Thomas is Kyrie's a bigger, he's bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pretty much, they pretty much do the same thing. One guy can score a little bit more going to the basket better than the other guy. The other guy, Isaiah Thomas, he's a far better shooter than the other guy. But in, in down the stretch, in that fourth quarter, there's no better player than Isaiah Thomas. The numbers, the numbers don't lie. If you look at his numbers, they you cannot get away from that. Now, now. Kyrie is not shady himself. No, but he's not. Just, he's not, not by long shot. And if I had to, if I had to put a bet, if I was a bet man, I'm going to bet those two guys are definitely in the top five guys in the fourth quarter when it comes to scoring. So to me, you really don't, you don't really, you don't, you don't fall off that much at all, no matter which way you go with it. So I think it's a win-win regards to which, wherever they go. Yeah, I thought the same thing initially, though. I, I didn't understand why Boston was trying to get off of Isaiah Thomas so bad. And, I, and then I had to, when it came out about the hip, then I was able to add some perspective and thinking like, okay, that's why, excuse me, they was able to agree to that trade. They knew his hip had to be bad. And they knew he was coming up on that contract year. And it was like, do we pay somebody 30 plus million going forward that's going to be into their mid-30s? Because I think what gets lost now, Isaiah Thomas is he Kyrie's younger than him. I wish I had the numbers in, right in front of me, but Kyrie, I think, is what, 24, 25, maybe? About 25, 26. He's right there. 20, 24 and 26. Okay, so somewhere in that range by Isaiah, mm-hmm. I think, is already 28, 29. Because remember, he, he didn't come out. He wasn't a one and done. He played three years at Washington, if I'm not mistaken. So 
I thought that was part of it too. They didn't want to necessarily pay him that much money um, going forward. But I thought on the flip side, it showed me what Kyrie thought of himself as a player. And what I mean is he could have picked a lot of different areas to go. But I personally thought, and I'm curious to see what you thought because a lot of people was confused that he wanted to leave um, Cleveland. But I think it showed that he kind of wanted some stability. He wanted to play for a, a great coach. What, what did you think about him wanting to leave Cleveland initially and then um, after the trade was made? I was kind of confused by it. You know, anytime you're playing along an all-time great in LeBron James. Yeah, all-time makes, great. Who makes the game come easier for you because he he takes so much attention off of you. Off of you. But, you know, sometimes in life you got you to gotta make decisions. And uh, I just think that, hey, Kyrie felt like, hey, it's, this is my time to go. I'm still young. I can go and I can lead a team. My only problem with Kyrie is, is – what what is he, you know? What is what is he? He kind of remind me of uh, Westbrook, in a sense that does he is he does he just want to score? Is he gonna is he is he gonna be a legitimate point guard? I mean, what is he? What is he? You know, what is his perspective on the game? I mean, to me, that makes the difference with Boston. He has he has to he has the gunslingers over there now. I, I can't wait to see what is he going to do. And I think is I think he that's remains to be seen. I think it's gonna be a better transition. Maybe that's just the optimist in me. Um, I know I was watching, I subscribed to his YouTube channel and I recommend those who really love basketball, check it out. He does a fantastic job. Um, Coach Nick over at B-Ball Breakdown had a whole like 10, I wanna say 10, 11 minute video showing how Kyrie is gonna fit into the offense and they were kind of mirroring that Cleveland actually already ran a lot of the same stuff okay. that he was doing, that they were doing um, in Boston. The question, like you said, is going to be, is those possessions we get out of Kyrie when we get a lot of dribbling, get a lot of stagnation, the ball not necessarily moving. And then, don't get me wrong, he has the ability to make tough shots, but a lot of times you get tough shots. But now, you know, Barrett Stevens is that kind of that Golden State type of thing, predicated off ball movement, Right. Getting that ball going from side to side. But I think Kyrie, again, and I said this, you know, with Chris Paul, and I think these guys are smarter than we like to sometimes think that he wouldn't want to go over there and think they're going to change their whole way they play. Like, I don't think a lot of them think like that. Right. But initially I thought, like, wow, like, he must really want to, and I don't even say be the man, but that LeBron James shadow can be a heavy thing. And, I mean, LeBron – for all his greatness, he does do some of them things that I don't always necessarily agree with. The passive-aggressive stuff, the, the, the Twitter, the social media stuff, the you know the way he chooses to lead at times. I don't think he does himself a, a, a good service. But I also think he didn't want to be asked a million questions was, um, do you think LeBron's coming back next year? I don't think Kyrie wanted to deal with that. Right. Do you agree with that? Uh, I, I go along with that. Yes, I agree with that. Because – once you start digging in, Cleveland, I mean, LeBron covers up a multitude of sins, but that's been a dysfunctional franchise. Kyrie didn't pay, play for like four coaches, four general managers. Yeah. So it's not the most – and then you got a, a, a racist owner over there, so it's not the, the best situation when you really, you know, p- kind of pull the veil back and see what's really going on over there. I agree with you. Absolutely. So, with, with the trade, now you got Isaiah Thomas. I'll say this before I find out about the hip. I liked it better for Cleveland. 
What did you think? I think so too. I like it better for Cleveland. Yes. If he's healthy. Only if he's healthy. That makes a difference. Yes. Because at the time, even of course we know they didn't sign Dwayne Wade. Derrick Rose yeah, looks looks good. fresh. He looks yeah. fresh in the preseason. Like I give it to him. He looks fresh. But we now we don't championships ain't won now they won in June so I I got to see how how the body holds up I mean I'm rooting for him he looks fresh but I think if they're still healthy LeBron's greatness I still think they beat Cleveland I mean beat Boston yeah always I agree with you I um I look at basketball season as a uh, it's a marathon you know it's not a it's not uh, a sprint it's not a sprint. So you know, over the course of uh, eighty-two games, we're going to see. You know, we're going to see what they what they made up. Uh, but I uh, back. I just want to say something about the Kyrie situation. Mm-hmm. Kyrie, uh, he had a lot of benefits when he was there at Cleveland because he had LeBron James. Now, a lot of times when Kyrie get it, he's like a. He's to me, he's a one-on-one guy. He wants to dribble. He like he loves to kill ants. He stays there, <laughs> kills ants, keeps the ball an extra three to five seconds too long. You know, so now, and when he made a mistake, there was the, that's that benefit that he had LeBron James, the king there, to cover, all, cover it all up. See, now there in Boston, he doesn't have the king no more. So, you know, it's his, I, I can't wait to see his mentality, his perspective on how he's going to be, on how his game, it, it is going to change. Yeah, it, it, has, it has no choice. I, I... I think, and as you get older, you have to kind of learn a little bit. I mean, the old adage is you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And I remember that game three against Golden State that they should have won Cleveland. Um, he had like two or three possessions down the stretch. I know he had one for sure where he dribbled basically the whole shot clock and they got nothing. And then Golden State, I think uh, the order was Steph Curry got a layup. Something else happened, and then KD came down and, you know, hit the game, you know, was the game winner, and we pulled up for three. But their last four or five possessions weren't great possessions, and a lot of that was because of what you were saying, a couple of them, uh, what what Kyrie was doing. But it it shows overall and proves a bigger point that you got to play still lights out against Golden State. What about some of the other teams in the East? You know, you got Washington. Uh, Toronto like was able to re-sign Lowry and, and Ibaka. Do you think they could challenge Cleveland or Boston, or you think Cleveland and Boston is head and shoulders the, the two best teams in the East? I just think that right now, where we are today, uh, Boston and Cleveland and the Eastern Conference are just head, head and shoulders above the rest. I think those other teams have no, unless they're the major injury between the two teams, but we just go basically on, on, on good health between the both teams. Nobody East can beat Boston and Cleveland. I, I kind of had a feel that Washington could sneak in there because their starting five is just as good as anybody else. But my only uh, caveat to that was that John Wall has to play at an MVP level, which I'm not saying he can't do it, but – I think if he plays at a high level, I think Washington can be right there too. I think they could challenge Cleveland and um and Boston. I um had Boston not pick up Hayward, I could kind of go along with that, agree with that. And they kept the other guys together instead of with, with the but now with the pick up of Hayward, it's just it's no they have no match. It's it's just they they too far ahead of them. Um the only team other than that, like I said, would be Cleveland, the only team. And I think 
if we put them to if I was a if I was a bad man, it'd be Cleveland in six. Against Boston. Against Boston. Wow. If not five. Yeah. Wow. What well what if Isaiah isn't really Isaiah? No, no, no. I'm just going basically on Isaiah being Isaiah hundred percent healthy. So if he's healthy, you're saying five or six? Yes. Wow. What if he's not healthy though? Do they have enough with Wade and Rose and Crowder and J.R. Smith? It's going to be a dog. I can see a seven-game series. So Isaiah Thomas makes it a five to six. You know, I can yes. go along with that. Yeah. I'll say six. Five is just, wow, that's an aggressive prediction. I'll say six yeah. um, because I think Boston could play that well. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it, it has to be – Isaiah has to be healthy, though. And uh, for some reason, Kevin Love does very well against Boston. Yeah, he, he does. He matches up for some reason against Boston. And to me, if Kevin Love gives you anything, if he gives you 22 and 10, that's ball game. Well, and I feel like he has no choice now. I think they have no choice but to play yeah. through him. He's, the to me, the de facto number two option now after LeBron. Now, the question is, because of his personality, does everybody else going to be on the same page? Because... I, I'm not really worried about Wade, per se. I think he's smart enough to kind of get in where he fits in. Experience. I, I'm nervous about Rose. He's well, trying to get another contract. Remember, he said, they're going to have to pay me double. He had already came out and said that, which I thought was kind of kind of a bold statement. I would have just rather him just kept his mouth shut, go out there and, do good and just play. Why put that kind of undue pressure on, on yourself? But I think they have no choice if they want to – be successful and really go for that championship, they're going to have to lean on Kevin Love. And I think if they lean on Kevin Love, and I also believe that this is the last season now, I think LeBron is a legitimate MVP candidate probably. I would definitely agree with you. Uh, if not, maybe that was the last one he got was his, was his last one. You know, he's not a spring chicken no more. Yeah, year, but, but, what, 15? No, but, 16 now, I think. He's still in the top five players. Well, they said he uh, – I forget what publication it was. It might have been Sports Illustrated or somebody else, but they still had him as the best player in the league. A lot of GMs still say he's the best player in the league, and Durant is too, and they feel like next year Durant kind of overtakes that. I would agree with that if, if he hasn't already. Yeah, I, I kind of thought he – after they went head-to-head in the final, I thought he already took over. Yeah. So before we wrap real quick, MVP thoughts? Um. If I was a bad man again, um, Durant. Durant, okay. And then your finals prediction. Cleveland, Golden State. Again, so now we're going to do four straight years. We're going to do four straight years. How many games? Six. Golden State in six. Golden State six. Bar injuries. Right, because Isaiah, he has to be healthy. He has to be healthy. I agree. I don't if see. He's it. not healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not healthy. He's crucial. If he's not healthy, they get swept. Or do they even make it out the East? Then at that point, they can make it out of the East. They you still, still strong enough, enough to get to out of the East. Okay. Yes. But it go, may go six or seven games, but they're coming out of the East. Okay. So you're saying they're coming out the East regardless. Regardless. But a healthy Isaiah puts them at that really that title contention. Puts them over there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time, man. Thanks for joining me on, on this episode. And that's going to bring this episode to the wrap, to, uh, to a close. Excuse me. Uh, make sure to log on, subscribe, and go to Spreaker.com. 
type in the Off the Glass Podcast. Uh, follow me on Twitter at ZJ at Off the Glass. You can also follow me. I got my Facebook page up now. Uh, it's under Zach Ramey. Go there, like, post, friend, do all those things. Make sure to download. I'm your host, Z. Stay safe out there. Peace. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one one-and-a-half cubic foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii.